Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'll punch a donkey on the streets of Galway, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Messi won the Ballon d'Or and the Carabao Cup is back. It's Wednesday 1st of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Vidisha Dantharaja. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete. Hello, everybody. What a wonderful Wednesday we've got here at the Football Ramble. And thanks to friend of the Ramble, Ewan Taylor, for sending us today's intro line. Presumably, he's done that as well. Mm. Um, gentlemen, you're looking radiant, may I say? Thank All you. of us. Thank you. Oh. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm soggy. Yeah, I was lying. I'm very soggy. I was lying about you, Peter. Came in on a line bike and I got very soggy. You can be soggy and radiant. And you're, you're well, all I guess, right now. I guess if you rad- radiate uh, at that point, it's steamy, isn't it? I yeah. 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 And how many times have you been described as steamy? steamy? You're hearing your turtleneck. Yeah. yeah. Steaming. <laughs> Steaming away. He's a steamy turtle head in front of me. I bet. Oh. oh, oh what is that? A bad start. Let's talk about the Ballon d'Or. Right? Yeah. Pick things up for crying out loud, everybody. Uh, Lionel Messi won his eighth Ballon d'Or. Um, who knows if it'll be his last? <laughs> um, I think not. it probably will be. Maybe. Well, he's extended his record uh, for winning it the most times. Of course, he was presented with eight gold, gold rings <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> uh, to celebrate the achievement. And 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 as the night was unfolding, and my goodness, it was a long unfold, wasn't it? Mm. Um, I, I thought it was. Oh, is it, I, I know Messi's the favourite. He wouldn't turn up with his family if he was taking home the silver, would he? <laughs> no. no, no, he wouldn't turn up all at the all. way from Miami. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's always really awkward because at award shows they often tell the person who's won it yes. 
Yes. And while also stringing along everyone else. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I suppose if you're Ronaldo and Messi, you could be like, right, you know, they're going to have to be there anyway yeah, you, throughout all this time. But you know you haven't won it because you haven't yeah. been told. The worst was, you know, Mbappe, did you see the clip of Mbappe sat with the Manchester City squad? Uh, so when they went up to present their award, everyone got up around him and left. Yeah. Oh, on his own. That's, that's bad planning. Yeah. Did he feel more alone than that time when he was on the, the stage that was assembled on the pitch after the World Cup final and you had Messi, Evi Martinez and him? Collecting their individual awards. Uh, yeah, yeah. He just was like, I know this is a. I no, I'm not this up. again. <laughs> do they have seat fillers at the Ballon d'Or awards? What Maybe. do you mean? As in, like. You know, like awards do, you know, like the they Oscars must do. or. Like the CGI, um, the CGI ones you get in, like, bad TV shows. Oh, I suppose they would do CGI done. But, you know, sometime, you know, Carbon previously. No, previously they'd have people who'd sit in the seat of a yes, celeb yeah, went yeah. to the bathroom. Do they right, have that for okay. Yeah, why are you asking questions we clearly don't know the answer well, to? I just, I but don't what, is know. It, what is that for then? Is it just to make the crowd like. Yeah, so, it, so when they pan back, it doesn't mm, look like sparse. someone's going to, it's the, to keep right. the atmosphere <laughs> pumping, Pete. Did you say that if someone goes to the bathroom, yeah. someone mm. will just step in? And fill their seat, yeah. That's a, that's a fun gig. Yeah. yeah. You know how doing, um, doing a couple of farts. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, uh, enjoy that. Robert I Mitchum. Think of Robert Mitchum. <laughs> Robert Mitchum. Long dead. What, why, Long yeah, dead. And clearly, whatever vendetta you had is destroying your mind. Also, are you just going to rock up in his seat when you know he's dead? We won't be needing this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be in there all night. Would you jump in the grave so quickly? I'm <laughs> being paid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Messi said, it's nice to be here once more to enjoy this moment, to be able to win the World Cup and achieve my dream. Cristiano Ronaldo left a laughing face emoji under a video of a Spanish journalist called Tomas uh, Roncero saying Messi should have only won five Ballon d'Or. Mm. So From once the, again, yeah. Ronaldo has the last one laugh. of the finest athletes across any sport in the history of our species mm. with the attitude of Joey Barton. Well, Jim, <laughs> and to add to that, so while Messi's winning the Ballon d'Or this week, um, elsewhere uh, in the world, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's Al Nasser, they won their quarterfinal uh, this week in the King's Cup, so well done there. Mm. Uh, Ronaldo was unhappy with the referee during the match uh, and at one point made a gesture which looked like he wanted the ref to be subbed off. Um, <laughs> So that's what they're doing. Um, is it fair to say the debate is finally over, Vish? From the podium to the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Quite damning, that, that is, isn't it? Should Messi have won this? Because Erling Haaland also played a lot of football yes. recently. And then won, and won a few things, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it did pretty well. I, I think this was... It's this a piss was, take is what it is, Vish. This is always, this was always going to be... Messi's to take away after the World Cup. Everyone so. loves him a bit too much, I think. I, don't, I, I think it's... Oh, it's Ty Turnin, like he did on Mitchum. I'm just... I'm in... <laughs> I'm in <laughs> I, who is this Mitchum you speak of? He's an actor from yesteryear. Oh, I see. Um, I'm in Cristiano Ronaldo's pocket, I'll be honest. Well, I, I think there's... You often see this with um, greats at this stage of their career. They mm. just... Like, when he's... When people are thinking he's about to wind down, he's about to leave, especially now that they've Ronaldo and Messi have been split oh, yeah. to a yeah. point, people are just going to start throwing more of these at Messi, mm. just as almost like a last chance to say, sort of, oh, he was there, yeah. or even just have him at their event type yes, thing. Yeah. and Final garlands, essentially. Yes, exactly. I think yeah. it also it shows that the Ballon d'Or has quite a high opinion of itself. That it <laughs> thinks it's like, that's that this is what the winning the World Cup qualifies you for. Well, oh, Ronaldo, well, now you get the real big one. Well, Ronaldo is kind of helping that, though, isn't it? Because it's the only competition he cares about, it yeah. seems, yeah. in, in many right? ways. Am I right? That is a great point. It yeah. is. Am I right in saying, though, that the Ballon d'Or, and has been for a little while, you each football association or federation gets one vote on it? I think they just, you know those little red fish? Yes. Little toy fish? They just sort of, um, if it rolls up on the side, it's messy, and if it sort of... 
Carl's yeah. up uh, um, on the head. It's uh, it's Ronaldo. You know so, those little hand it, things where you like octopus. open it, you twist it, and open <laughs> yes. it up when One, you're in a school. Two, three, you pick four, a number, five, you pick six. a colour. That's how they do it. I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it used to be um, back in the day, you would have. Uh, as I was told by a couple of journalists before, you'd have a load of journalists because the Ballon d'Or was obviously the, the, the French. Uh, so you could see the vo- you'd see the voting records basically of yeah mm. yeah. But yeah. The, the journalists would also all get in a room, have a few drinks and whatnot. I mean, I'm obviously this is not quite how it worked out, but it's probably not too far off. Cigars, Marcus. Mark. It, I would Cigars? imagine. I'd imagine. Um, uh, Hand jobs. I, <laughs> save that for after. Save that for after. That, I mean, is, isn't the Ballon d'Or the ultimate hand job? <laughs> <laughs> Emmy Martinez won something, didn't he? Yeah, well, I was going to say, we'll get on to him in a minute. You've, you've dropped the gun there, uh, as he did. But uh, So they would sort of argue out and say, well, who's the better? And they would, there was a genuine kind of discussion, I think. Mm. Whereas if you have all the federations and, and associations and whatnot voting, then, you know, how much football is influenced, you know, where, where people are, they, how much have they watched? And of course, the World Cup is probably still seen as the pinnacle yeah. by a lot of people. And in terms of in terms of like fan fever and so on, it probably is. And and, and when I was saying about how the, the, the voting and so on awards, uh, it, it used to be 180 nations that would, would you know, each would get a vote. And now mm. it's it's actually been whittled down to 100 countries, uh, which the is... The best ones. Yeah, well, it's, it, 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 it is... <laughs> Finally. Yeah, well, it, the intention of that was to make sure that only countries with an established football culture, uh, regular <laughs> access to coverage of major leagues and competitions around the world, um, got a vote, essentially. So right. I don't know. How did that work? Did a FIFA representative go, right, um, wh- where's the bar where everybody watches football around here? No, no, you, can look, you can't see the screen there. <laughs> also, did they get like voting, you know, voting receipts from those nations where it was like, who's Steve? Is like, oh, he's my mate. I play <laughs> Yeah, his quality. He's an excellent player. Yeah. Yeah. No, what about you? Forgot Messi? I've mm. ne- never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the that's the Kiribati vote there. <laughs> so, I think, so they did whittle it down, but I... I Look, I, Messi was always going to understand, but just look what Haaland did. Yeah, I mean, he he <laughs> broke a long-standing domestic scoring record yeah. on the way to winning the treble. Yeah. Like, mm. s- scored a phenomenal amount of goals. Mm. Just, yeah, it's... I don't in, know. In, in arguably like, the strongest league in the world. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> perhaps this is Premier League centric, but Haaland seems the obvious choice to I think all of us, right? Yeah, I, I think in Messi, in Messi's defence, he's the only one of the two who had to take growth hormones when he was a kid. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if anything, uh, Haaland needs him to come like whatever the reverse of yeah. growth hormones yeah. is. Yeah, yeah that's reduce yeah, him down for crying out. Uh, well, uh, do you want a little message from Will? I'd love one. Yeah. I'd love one. Yeah. Um, backing up a, a point that Jim had made uh, previously. Uh, Hi, Ramblers, says Jim. Uh, sorry, Will. Uh, Jim Will uh, Hi Ramblers in light of Lionel Messi winning his historic 8th Ballon d'Or I think it's time we recognise the true mastermind behind it all Neil Morpé Go on Um, If you cast your minds back to lockdown football a certain Morpé came in with a truly cynical tackle on Bert Leno forcing him off the pitch on a stretcher and resulting in Arsenal bringing in one Emmy Martinez took his opportunity like a crotch to a World Cup Golden Glove Award and strung together (laughs) impressive performances for several weeks earning an Argentina call-up as you you all remember Martinez uh, went on to make one of the most important saves of all time in the 123rd minute of the final allowing his side and more importantly Messi to win the tournament so as Messi lifts his 8th Ballon d'Or spare a thought for poor old Neil who's having such a torrid time with Brentford he couldn't even claim an assist with (laughs) half a pitch to himself that is quite something and of course Emmy Martinez won the best goal Goalkeeper, mm. yeah, I, I which is again, that is that is a bigger crime for my that's money. That, Did yeah. he do anything to the trophy? I've no idea, Jim, but I do know that. Uh, up his bum. 
Well, indeed. Well. I, I do know that my good friend in Argentina, who lives in Mendoza, um, outside, opposite the school where his uh, children go to, they have uh, a little mural on the wall of Martinez doing that. To the <laughs> <laughs> they are kids. You can achieve. It's Inspiring yeah. generations. <laughs> yes. It's so good, isn't it? So, um, you, so do you... <laughs> The goalkeeper one is always a bit more symbolic, unless it's a big character goalkeeper like a yeah. Buffon. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, you're saying it should have gone to Edison. Wait, well, it, it shouldn't have gone to him. Yeah, right. <laughs> like a great World Cup. That was an incredible save. Though. It was an it incredible was save. Was Every time I see it, I'm like, lift it, just lift it. Look, all I'm saying is, <laughs> what you should do with these things is not have the most outstanding player or the best player for the calendar year or whatever. You should just have. You should call it like the BBC, the the FIFA Personality Award. And basically, that means you just get to pick whoever. It's not on the best because he's not been the best goalkeeper for the whole year. He had an amazing World Cup tournament. I think I'm taking this too seriously, guys. Maybe. Yeah. I think you also got to remember that when you uh, talked about the st- at the start about how this voting is done, hmm. a lot of people probably yeah, well, exactly. spend a little time on the goalkeeper side of it. Well, so and also everyone's watching in terms the of World assessing Cup. all, but, but even in terms of like putting pen to paper, assessing who the best goalkeeper has been. True enough. Jude so. Bellingham won the Copper Trophy for um, uh, all the players under 21. Mm. So that's, that's a Pro- bit, bit more like it. No no, uh, no um, complaints there, Your Honour. So the record win the, the big one next year, right? Or yeah. he's going. Well, so the record is eight Ballon d'Ors at the moment. Yeah, well, he's got time. He'll be, he'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried because he's only got 10 fingers. What's he gonna do? Where's he going to put the other rings? <laughs> Erling Haaland did win the Gerd Muller Trophy for best striker. So no one leaves empty-handed yeah. unless you're killing him. <laughs> <laughs> Although he probably won a little trophy, didn't he, for being second or third, as they as they as they do. I don't um, know that killing Mbappe has a lot of participation trophies. No, that's true. That is very very true indeed. So there we are, everybody. Another Ballon d'Or goes to Messi. I'm looking forward to it not being dominated by Messi and obviously not Ronaldo. Because if you just remember, yeah. if you look through the list before, I think Kaká was the last one who was it. Kaká, maybe he was the yeah. the one who who, who wasn't them. Um, and uh, you, yeah. you know, you, you you had a more of a discussion there. Well, Thomas mm. Ronquero, who's the um, journalist who said that Messi um, should only have won five, which you know Ronaldo um, put the laughing emojis under on Instagram, um, said that Messi sh- shouldn't have won three of those. Javi and Iniesta each deserved one, and that Robert Lewandowski from a few years ago, when he scored a ridiculous amount of goals at Bayern, and they 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 absolutely cleaned up. Yeah. Um, he felt that those players should have been recognised as well, and there is um, there's an argument there, isn't there? There is an argument. I should, it, I it should did say, get quite boring for it, a long time. It did. I should say, it should clarify though with when I said about Kaká, he was the, the the last one to win it before the, the Ronaldo Messi domination, uh, of course, because Luka Modric won it in 2018, and, and Karim yes. Benzema won it in yeah. 2022. So we're we're starting to see that. Although even that is part of the Messi Ronaldo generation, isn't it? Yeah, I know Modric and Benzema. So we're going to see the new. We're moving on. It's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Do you think this is probably not a, really a, a question for now, but do you think football is going to struggle with the void that those two leave in terms of where th- there's going to be a generation of football fan pushing for yeah. heirs to their respective Well, clubs? I think that's perhaps why there's there's a lot of chat about Bellingham. Obviously, it's because he's quality. But, I mean, talking about, you know, he's already the best English player of all time and so on is, is a bit premature. But I think... We, we do that every week. What I, are you talking about? Yeah, I know, but I like being premature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I, all sort of joking aside, but I, 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 um, I do find it interesting that if you look at sort of 10 years ago in football, think about a classic Barcelona side, you get a little bit back for the classic Milan side, classic even Juventus and, and all these other sides, Real Madrid and so on. If you look around, there doesn't seem to be... 
the huge names. Maybe are we in a, a time when more, this is the kind of Guardiola era now with the system being so important that individuals don't shine as much. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think Haaland and Mbappe are the sort of, you know. The, oh, they are. The, you the, always... the facsimiles of that now. And like talismans aren't a new thing in football, are they? So I mean, the Galacticos were a, a great illustration of that. But that's football my point, Jim. No, but that's it. exactly my point is that that's of yesteryear. You, I don't you... know, but I don't think it is of yesteryear. Well, the I, Galact- think ha- I think Haaland and, and Mbappe are absolutely as, as, um, marketable which I think is what it, what it comes down to and, and and as iconic as Messi and Ronaldo just in a slightly different way like football fans love that we love to like you know lionise people and make them almost superhuman in, in how mm. we view them and I don't think that will ever stop never stop never stop okay well something that will never stop as well as the League Cup in this country <laughs> it, um, and it, it might uh, do yeah. <laughs> no, no, very much might if do. any of them will if any of them will it's going to be that one first okay. well I, okay. I, I'm not sure Peter right. um, because the Carabao did return last night of course mm. um, quite interestingly after you met a dog called Bernardo Silva at the weekend Peter uh, we've since been reminded that Phil Foden's dog is called Carabao yes <laughs> Full He's of energy. just a little boy, isn't which he? Is that works well when they're young, but when it's an old dog... <laughs> mm. Well, he loves it, doesn't he? He's won the Carabao Cup four times, Phil Foden. It's been very good to him. Mm-hmm. And, and another element to this is that a Carabao is an animal. Yes. Is, a, is a different mm-hmm. animal from mm-hmm. a dog, obviously. Okay. So it, there's a lot going on there. So that's like calling a dog... What's your dog's name? Fish. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Fish. Do <laughs> not give a dog Carabao. No. It'll go that, straight, right, straight through him. Yeah. But, but if you do, let us know. But if you do, <laughs> let us know what happens. I, I would like to know what happens. Don't, um, don't, don't, don't. experiment on your pets. No. <laughs> uh, this is from David. How could you talk about a dog named Bernardo Silva with a, w- without talking about Bernardo Silva's dog named John Stone? Oh, yeah. yeah. How That's far a, does this go? Uh, does your dog have a dog called Pete Donaldson? <laughs> <laughs> It's got like a little few sort of like toy dogs, so maybe, maybe. Maybe that's what he calls Maybe one. that's what he calls He just them. keeps it in his head. He doesn't vocalise it. <laughs> oh, this joke is, oh, maybe one day I'll share it. <laughs> um, yeah, a dog named after Sergio Aguero once fought off two men who assaulted his owner while trying to steal him. So there is a bit of uh, pedigree, if you will, mm. of uh, dogs being named after Manchester City players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, to, I mean, to be fair, the dog itself, um, it was a sharp hair. Are they expensive? They look quite... Big and muscular, they look like they could take care of themselves. Well, it, well, to it, be quite it, frank. it sounds like it did. Yeah. Uh, indeed. Would you have a dog called Carlos Tevez, Jim? I would not. No, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> you're um, right, mate. You're, so, yeah, you're allergic to dogs. Sneezing <laughs> in a very doggy way. <laughs> Gentlemen, can I move us on from the dog chat? Please. Okay. You're the only one who can. I Well, uh, and then I've, I will wield my power <laughs> and yield it and do all those things, Jim. Um, Exeter City 2, Middlesbrough 3 in that Carabao Cup last night. Exeter yeah. missed out on reaching the League Cup quarterfinal for the first time in their history. Ah! <laughs> um, Slightly gutting for them, though. I it think. is it's very gutting for them. Their manager, Gary Caldwell, said he reckons that Middlesbrough have a better squad than Luton, who Exeter, of course, beat in the last round. And so it proved. And Exeter put up an amazing, amazing fight. Ryan Trevitt scored a couple of really, really good goals. Wait, there were some lovely goals in yeah. this game. Half volley for the opener was absolutely Beauty. magnificent. In off the underside of the bar. Oh. It really looked like they might actually do it there. Yeah. Got a little bit um, of, of luck with a deflection for their equaliser. But, when, you know, when Middlesbrough had turned it around with a couple of lovely goals themselves, you're thinking... Oh, are they going to manage it here? Mm. And they did in the end. Rogers' goal as well. He just knocks the ball out of his feet and bashes it in the corner. Okay, the keeper's not enjoying his left-hand side, I it's, think. It's, in, in it is fair to say they spotted that. Uh, so I mean, on, on the middle side, Tom Glover, finally mm. a lovely redhead keeper. But you, do, you just don't see enough red-haired keepers. No. You don't see a lot of them, do you? Chris Kirkland, I'm thinking. Bogdan. No, Bogdan. Bogdan, yeah. Bogdan. Mike Hooper. 
You just don't see him very often. I'd no. like to see more red-haired keepers, please. Okay. Well, um, and, even, and this guy's like strawberry blonde at best. I want fiery red hair on my goalkeepers. Did Phil Stamp ever go in goal? Uh, yeah, I feel like he did. Yeah. You know? oh, I feel like he did, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But a, he always had a buzz cut. Yeah, but he yeah. still was... Uh, mm. He still... Um, Tick, tick the box that you want to, <laughs> Correct, uh, yeah. to have ticked. Um, I'm sure there are other ones. People are going, oh, this goalkeeper. Where's Brown? Did Wes Brown ever go on goal? Oh, I doubt it. Uh, that was uh, Rio Ferdinand's gig, wasn't it? I accidentally uh, Googled Phil Stamp in Goa and he's never been to Goa. He's never right. been so, to Goa. Don't you go to Goa. <laughs> um, yes. Well, a good win for Middlesbrough. They march on into the next round, of course, as do Port Vale. Mm. League One Port Vale into the quarterfinals uh, for the first time in their history. You see, it's not all doom see, and gloom. History's Jim. still being made. Uh, they in beat the Carabao. Le- yes, they beat League Two Mansfield. Uh, of course, Port Vale previously beat Mansfield in the uh, League Two player final. Of course, to reach at League One, Vale fans were heard singing, "We saw you crying at Wembley." <laughs> Rude, very childish. Port Vale have got a player called Oliver Arblaster. Which is nice. fantastic, isn't it? It sounds like um, something that would have been in the film Free Jack. Oh, I thought you were going to say he sounded like he was, you know, operating a big gun for the army once upon a time. It's, it's sort of like, sort of, it sounds like a sci-fi kind of character, doesn't he? Yeah, a little mm. bit. Okay, I see what you're doing with that. I thought you were going to say they've got a player called Robbie Williams. And I thought, no, Jim. He's a big Port Fale fan. What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> Wasn't confused. he singing a Spurs song this recently? Why are you having to go Jim for something you didn't say? <laughs> well, that's true. Not the Marcus is admitting 90 spores again. Have you been again. to bed, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had children, Jim? <laughs> no. I've owned a dog. <laughs> um, a reminder, everybody. Why don't you show us some photos of them? Everyone loves that. A reminder that Port Vale fans once paid for a plane to fly over Stoke Stadium during their final game of the season to mock their relegation because we're just told you know the football fans can be a petty bunch um, of course Port Vale when they flew that plane over Stoke Stadium on the Saturday uh, the game was actually being played on the Sunday um, <laughs> Stoke were also playing away in Swansea at the time so yeah. it was nobody yeah. saw it I think just, every box ticked in the fuck up Olympics if you fly a plane over Stoke and they're away from home does it does it, is does it, it make a noise yeah, yeah exactly does the important it... thing to remember is that Stoke were still relegated <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me right uh, gentlemen before we go uh, for a break would you like a Pascal Chimbonda update please say yes please thank you Uh, well of course you remember that uh, the World Cup runner up uh, went um, and managed he's still there at ninth tier Skelmsdale United Um, Chris Anderson updated uh, updated us on how things are going on X and he said so I've heard that uh, Pascal Chimbonda's second game in charge of Skelmsdale was eventful with three red cards for them including one for Chimbonda himself Uh, but they still beat Barnold's Wicktown 4-1. However, uh, last Saturday, they lost to Squiresgate 3-2 and had a further two players sent off. They faced (laughs) Glossop North End on Saturday at 3pm. The firstly... The names of the, the teams yeah, if, is Anyone glorious. listening from outside of the UK might think we're making some of these up. Yeah. But I promise you, despite the fact I've never been to any of them or heard of them before, I'm very confident that Barnoldswick, Skelmersdale and Glossop North End are all real. Actually, have been to Glossop, weirdly. There you go. Um, but yeah. Mm. Um, so yes, I mean, it sounds like they'll have the bare 11 with all these sendings off and so on. It seems quite eventful. We know this is moving towards him having to strap his boots on. Yes, absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Let's go for a quick break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. somebody's face smash somebody <laughs> welcome back to the football ramble everybody um manchester united versus newcastle united tonight a repeat of last year's carabao cup what a wednesday treat <laughs> what a wednesday treat have you um paid a ticket tout to go to see this one peter i've not no okay. um the the covers are empty for that kind of nonsense to be quite frank okay it's no. that old traffic break you probably just squeeze in through one of the holes right <laughs> Disguise yourself as some rain. Yeah, and just get in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine if you went as a big raindrop for like, oh, half to you, sir. Half to you, sir. Get in there. There's a lot of your lot in here. <laughs> Hello, I'm Asbestos. Can I come in? <laughs> um, Eric Ten Hag uh, reportedly ordered the Manchester United players to sit in silence and listen to the Manchester City party after the derby loss at the weekend. Is that because does he? Do they mean in the dressing room next to them? You know, listen to that. Oh, all of you listen. It's just, it's just, like Ten Hag is doing some mad stuff at the moment. You get the feeling that like... It's got to him. It, it is starting to get to him, isn't it? It happens it's to just, all of them yeah. post-Ferguson. They, they, they can't... They one, Some of them win trophies, mm. as we know. Not all of them, but some of them do. And there's a flicker of hope. Da, 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 and then they get Manchester United. He's undone everything good that he did last season. It mm. seems... I don't I don't even really think it's him. Like that that's quite a common managerial thing. Like you've managers have done it before in terms of 
listen mm. to how much it means to them, and mm. yeah. remember this feeling, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but he's, how many he's times, Pep Guardiola how many, shouting at his <laughs> How many times can you do that? Remember, the, you know, si- you know yeah. put it in that space next to all the other stuff. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the telling thing will be when people aren't having parties when they beat Manchester United because it's a very routine win. When, yeah. when they were listening... You listen to how much it means... Oh, they've left. <laughs> uh, yeah. when, when they were doing this, did Jaden Sancho walk by with his headphones just bopping along, having a lovely time? <laughs> what was, was about? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's been reported that, um, that, that his uh, more stick approach than carrot is, is right. rubbing up the players uh, the wrong way a bit it, now. He feels Good. like a stepdad yeah. who's Get. also a PE teacher, doesn't he? And they're, yeah. they're, at the, they're at the you're not my real dad point. Mm. Well, I think yeah. that's it. I think when, when there's a bit of disarray and, and somebody comes in, it's a bit like Capello at England, if you remember. We thought, good, a disciplinarian, you know, come in and, and give them a kick up the arse. And, and at the start, you think, yes, that's what they need. Mm. But once things seem to be kind of a bit better... I suppose maybe the players expect that just to ease off a little bit, maybe. I don't know. But I, I would imagine the, the, the treatment of Sancho, whatever side of the fence you fall down on that, it will have pissed off some of the players because they'll be mates with him. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, one or two other sort of conversations that people have and so on that suggest that, I think the players are like, no, nah, this, is, this is not right. And if you're having a really, really bad time and you have a chap who is giving it plenty to you, I don't know if that's the best approach. We're going on reports and, and sources and all that kind of crap at the moment, but what do you reckon, uh, Vish? I don't think this is a team that have shown themselves to be um, like amenable to, to either carrot or stick, to be fair. Yeah. If you think of um, a lot of these players on, on the Solskjaer, like flattered to deceive by the end of it. To put the stick on the end of the carrot, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Get some yeah. reindeer players. Or, 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 or maybe just... Act like grown-ups. I, don't, you know, I think there's there's an element of um, you know Ten Hag coming in, being a disciplinarian, having that good period of the like February to March of this year, um, where they obviously beat Man City, they beat Barcelona, won the cup, um, won the League Cup, uh, and had quite an intense period. But you know it went quite well, and then have shown themselves to be back at square one, mm. whereby I, th- I think the the idea that he needs to tailor his approach is difficult when you consider the fact that that squad can also look at him and say, "You, we've seen what three people go in the last like three years. Mm-hmm. Like, if we don't like you, if we're not um, au fait with this approach, then we know it's probably not going to last for mm-hmm. that long." And I suppose the Jim Ratcliffe thing is um, is a bit of. Uh, you know, could be a potential difference in terms of it sounds like he wants to keep Ten Hag on, but yeah. you know, we don't. It's a club that has existed like this for for a while, and it doesn't surprise me that it continues to be like this now. Yeah, a lot's been made of um, the style, or sort of really lack thereof, this week with Ten Hag um, being asked about his style at Ajax and and why um, United are so different from it. And if anyone missed it, he said that essentially style is always dictated by the players that he has available and this this team will never play the way Ajax did just because the players are so different. Yeah. But that sort of does suggest um, a, a bit of confusion, doesn't it? Because mm. everyone's saying when you watch Man United, it's very difficult to work out what their, uh, what their plan is and what their style is when they set the agenda. A lot of it seems to be essentially kind of soak a bit of pressure and, mm. and, and hit teams on the break. But certain teams are too good for you to do that against. Well, when you have, a, when yeah, it was interesting when the manager says that because a lot of managers, especially at the top level, have a philosophy. They have mm. a style. 
and and if it's good and it's still relevant because styles and whatnot kind of come in and out of football, then they will reach, um, you know, they'll be able to implement that wherever they go. It's a bit like when Pochettino takes over Chelsea, everyone thinks, ah, what did he do at Spurs? There was there was a blueprint. Now, perhaps people think that's unwise and whatnot, but you are looking for sort of signs. You know, oh, he likes working with those types of players. He likes yeah. using the fullbacks in that kind of way. da dee da dee da There are some managers, um, I mean, off the top of my head, you know, maybe Carlo Ancelotti or slightly more, um, you know, someone like Max Allegri maybe, who, although I'm, you know, don't want to kind of be on um, thin ice with this, but you know, come in and and more pragmatic, like um, uh, Ten Hag is saying. Go right. What have we got here? Okay, yeah, great man yeah. managers. Let's let's g up the players. Let's get the best. Right, you do what you do. How can we fit it in? And because you know, someone like Ancelotti will not be thought of as Guardiola type. You know, despite his successes and so on. I mean, God, has a lot more success, but um, he's seen more as that type of manager that the players like. If you see, what I mean, rather yeah. than having these amazing systems and. and and so on. He gets the best out of what he's got. If you have a manager like Ten Hag who's saying that, oh, I had a philosophy at Ajax, I had a way of playing, but now I'm at Manchester United, and oh, well, I, well, I don't have that, I'm going to rip mm. that up because that kind of doesn't work. You kind of go, well, the club have either got to back him and get those types of players in, or he's then not playing to his strengths and is, you know, we talk about players being played out of position and go, well, actually, for 20 years of his career or 15 years of his career, he's played as a striker. Now you're trying to play him as a holding midfielder. He's got to learn a whole new thing. It's almost like that as a manager, if you see what I mean. Yeah, he's he's signed a lot of players, though, and they're players that he wanted and has been been given. Which is why, some, it, again, it just shows you the sort of disjointed and and mess that this, this is in. I mean, to add insult to injury, you know, we hear about the stadium crumbling. We hear about all these things and, 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 and all the nonsense. It's been reported that um, Manchester United players are up choosing to wear replica kits because they've complained that the match day tops and socks are too tight. I mean, what else yeah. is there to go aren't, wrong? Aren't like club socks usually too tight anyway? Well, they, they often rip the holes. holes. They rip holes in yeah, the back. Yeah, but the tops, they... though, they're going into the yeah, club that's... shop and go, oh, give us that one. Has it got my name on the back? Oh, Weird. thanks, you know. <laughs> it's just, like, it's it quite... That'd be really sad, wouldn't it? Because they would have to print a Maguire replica shirt. Yeah. Why, why did you choose Maguire? Because I was trying to think of someone who wouldn't necessarily have one off you're the not, rack. Marcus, yeah, you're not you're not put you're not making Maguire pre-done shirts because nobody All right, I'm going to go up there tonight. <laughs> Get it on a five. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll have to turn up the next morning when they yeah, print it. Yeah. When printing it. My point is you can't buy it off the rack. That's <laughs> no, not a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, okay. Um but yeah, that's that is that is quite <laughs> comical. But I suppose it's not necessarily United's fault. There's mm. what are kit manufacturers doing nowadays? Yeah, the, there was a Villa yeah. situation as well yeah. with the whole wet look thing as yeah. well. It's, it's it's strange, isn't it? Um, it's a strange old one. Newcastle also have a lot of players um, missing through <laughs> yes, injury and, and various reasons as well. So actually, on a let's assume it's going to be another rainy night under the lights at Old Trafford on a Wednesday night. This might be really fun. Mm. A lot of where they're all a little bit. You know, well, Newcastle have got those funny shirts. They're, they've got Castor shirts, haven't they? So yeah. they've yeah. they, they, got very, they, the, the wet look shirts that the players have been experiencing. Oh wow, it's, a, it's like some of stag do. It's a shit shirt derby. Yes, yes. <laughs> with the names on the back. Yeah, but the nicknames, please. Yeah, Sven Botman won't be playing tonight. He's out for a while, or could be out for a while, which mm. is uh, which is a shame. Isak and Barnes also out injured. Obviously, Tenali's banned. So is the squad starting to a little thin, Peter? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean it was thin at the start of the season, but they're obviously limited. About what they can, who they can bring in, and but they've had a good call. Yeah, well, due to, <laughs> due to financial fair play reasons, we should say because when Eddie Howe said, "Well, we just didn't have the resources to bring in another striker," was like, yeah. no, no, you, uh, you very much do. You're not allowed to. Ed, uh, Eddie Howe's also been speaking about the possibility of a um, a World Cup in Saudi. Uh, oh, is he, we, we were, he said we were looked after very well there. 
Right. Right. Correct. So that's why presumably Australia and everybody else who was thinking just went, no, no, <laughs> just went like that. got yeah. to get, get, get out of the way. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, better news for Newcastle United is that Saudi Arabia looked like they're set to host the 2034 <laughs> World Cup yeah. after Australia pulled out the bidding. So no other competition. Um, I mean, I would genuinely love it if, if the inspectors and whatnot went round and went, no, this is, no, we can't have it here. Mm. Well, where where are mean, we going to have it then? The stadiums aren't like a lot of them aren't built yet, are they? So is it's it, definitely going to happen. The does bit... it default to Mexico? <laughs> I think like it should like do. It, yeah. yeah, I really, really believe it should <laughs> do. Uh, even the euro should default to Mexico, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, but yeah, it's um, a strange situation we have now, where um, World Cup, the, the, the next three World Cups have all been awarded without the voting process because they mm. changed the system slightly. So that's that's pretty pretty different somebody made the point that uh, obviously FIFA say they want to take the World Cup around the globe and so on and Qatar you know it was the first time the Middle East uh, hosted mm. it uh, and so on where will it go next and whatnot? And, yeah. and and the next time Asia will host it of course um, it'll be just just across the road from uh, Qatar yeah. mm. Saudi Arabia but then rest we in peace Andrew Jennings <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> oh what a man what a what man, a man. <laughs> tonight uh, Ipswich Town host Fulham it's been put in the running order. Could we see a cup set? Mm. Is that a dig at you, do you feel? Maybe. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Jim. <laughs> it's possible, though, isn't it? It's po- anything's possible at this stage. Um, do you think it will happen, though, Jimothy? Uh, yeah, I, I do, fancy actually. it, Jim. <laughs> No, no, nice Just time. like you thought Brent, Brent, Brentford, Brighton would... Be, Brentford very much did beat Fulham this season. Brighton would beat <laughs> Fulham. Yeah. Yeah, OK. Well, Ipswich about Brentford. currently uh, second in the Championship, five points behind Leicester City, and they're already nine points ahead of Leeds in third. Ipswich going very, very well indeed. We've spoken a little bit about Leicester because, of course, we have to. Uh, but this, Vish, is the classic scenario of a cup set that the Premier League side, who are not pulling up trees, they're doing okay, they don't have a mm. terrible season or anything like that for them, but they go away against a championship side who are flying high. A championship side who just got promoted and are flying high. Exactly, yeah. They're probably one of the stories of the championship, really, when you consider how yes. Kieran McKenna's got them playing. Like yep. They play very expansive football at home, You know, always high-scoring games at home, and then they go away and nick games. Well, they don't nick games, but they end up playing out a succession of 1-0 victories and they're really 29 goals in 13 matches yeah they're really really exciting team and so I mean this is it's a it'll be a cup set because of the you know because the 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 tier difference but like it will be a cup set it will be a cup set in this rain as well is this what's been keeping you up at night yeah Will it will just it, that? It, will the water be pooling in the swing pooling pool that they've got for the? Uh, no, no, no. It's at Ipswich. Oh, it's at, oh, sorry, it is Ipswich. It is fine, at Ipswich. Okay, Peter, yes. Uh, well, Marco Silva said um, about the Carabao Cup. It gives us a chance to get something special, which is to play at Wembley, and we are fighting for it. That gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope. Uh, <laughs> Do you think Fulham are in the sweet spot for a League Cup run being? Exactly what the club needs, mm. aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they've never won a major trophy, as I often say on this uh, yeah. on this podcast. So it would be utterly huge, of course. Um, playing against Ipswich, though, who have won a fair few major trophies mm. in their time. When, when would the last trip to Wembley have been? Playoffs, loads of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, when was when was that? The, against Brentford when yeah. uh, during COVID, right? Okay. The yeah. last time, yeah. when Joe so... Joe Bryan scored the two goals. Yeah, time before that, a couple of years before. Well, yeah, Kearney enough, yeah. <laughs> there you are, you see. You don't what, need it then. Fuck Wembley, we've got good pedigree at Wembley. It's just getting there. Yeah. Just getting there. <laughs> and then you had that farce, of course, last uh, year in the Cup when all those Fulham players were unfairly sent off. Um, <laughs> I just trying to talk to the referee. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you sure, referee? <laughs> Can I have a moment of your time? <laughs> Liverpool take on Bournemouth tonight. Is there a cup set there, Jim? Or are you not having it? Potentially, but I they're going to see. This is the thing: if yeah. Fulham don't play their best side, which I'm not sure they will, um, there's a chance Liverpool are not going to play their best side. No, they've just got their first win in, in the of the league season. Come on. Dream with me, Jim. I think Liverpool are going to win. Max. Okay, fair I, enough. I think the way Liverpool are playing at the moment, this is the kind of fixture that just strengthens just how good their squad is. Yeah, huh? Give, it gives people a few more minutes, and I'm just so annoyed because it'd be great if Manchester United were in this position. But they've got the perfect squad mm-hmm. for exactly like well games like this. Yeah, they're basically. exercising yeah. their depth. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, did you see that former Liverpool player Mamadou Sakho got into a fight with his manager at Montpellier, Mitchell Duzakarian? Um, Sakho reportedly pushed him to the ground for not giving a foul in training. It shows the passion of the man. Yeah, I think he was tr- <laughs> um, he was trying to sell him, wasn't he? And they couldn't find a couldn't find a buyer, so he's just sort of still at the club. Well, started giving him without uh, much of a future, and they, um, well, it's all uh, off. But there's no need to give. This is poor decisions against him. No, I, I agree. You've got to have integrity as a favourite. <laughs> Tried to make him leave by giving for not giving fouls against him. In <laughs> Interesting training. that he referees the training games. Yeah. I, thought, I thought clubs generally had like in-house refs to do that. Yeah. In-house refs? Surely mm. not. That's I, a good I, point, I, actually. Would that be something that would elevate the training? I remember... If you've got a throwing been, coach, you can afford a referee, can't you? It might have been Joey Barton That's what talking I'm about how <laughs> difficult it was to get free kicks off of referees in training at City. Right. But if... If anyone has more knowledge of that, yeah. let us know. Do they have referees in training? Or do the managers do it? Are they all doing it? <laughs> I think ma- yeah, managers and coaches... Guardiola is that why like managers hate referees? Because they're frustrated referees. Maybe. It's not how I would have done it in training. Managers and coaches gen- um, generally do it, but also you used to get situations... I'd like to think it still happens, but maybe not. But because, you know, local referees don't do their local... Don't actually you know um, referee their local team. Yes, right. They yeah. often, sometimes they train with them. Ah. And so when there when there are law changes, basically they can they often go in and like and help them through that. Oh, nice! That's yeah. cool. They've got no excuse. These tempestuous footballers. They certainly don't. I'd like to end the show with an apology, a oh, corrections oh, and clarification. Oh, oh, not this again! Um, Please don't start doing this. <laughs> oh well, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. I've right. let I've let the it was this was on the Patreon. The Patreon right. people were talking about this on Discord. Right. That um, uh, of course Roy Keane didn't end Alfie. Harlan's career, mm-hmm. as I as I suggested that he did, right. because I remember Alfie Harlan saying, "Well, you know, years later, I didn't really play much after that, and, and it basically facilitated the yeah. kind of mm-hmm. end of his career." Which, I thought that was made clear. Yeah, well, I mean, don't come at me, Discord. Well, no, but they did. They, they came Use from the <laughs> yeah, yeah. But apparently, that's that's a load of bollocks and so on. And so, yeah, they were mm-hmm. talking about this. So I apologise, everybody. I mean, uh, Damo G. Uh, said you would think a media darling like Marcus would know better than to encourage this sort of bollocks. He's mm. let himself down there. Oh, there we are. You see, is there any other bollocks we'd like to encourage before we? Look? But, but but just to just to clarify, it was a contributing factor to Harlan stepping away from the game early. Mm. Do you think? Well, I mean, it was, wasn't it? Well, it was. <laughs> well <laughs> established, uh, Harlan has been a bit disingenuous with some of his comments since then. You see. Oh. So well, no wonder his son didn't win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, he's a, yeah well deserved. Of the, sins of the fathers. <laughs> I've come back. Oh, so, around. so if he didn't do that, then you know he he deserved that shooing from. Roy Should King. we just apologise <laughs> broadly for ourselves? Do you know in general? What? Yeah. No. Do you know what, Jim? I, I've had enough of this apologies talk. I yeah. think no. I need to double down again. Double down. Don't back down.
Double Dune. Exactly. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Um, this evening, I'll be joined by those two guys, Pete and Jim, for a Ramble Reacts after those League Cup games. Patreon subscribers, don't go anywhere, because old media darling Marcus here and the boys are going to be doing Ramble Uncut. If you're not signed up yet, get yourselves over to Patreon by hitting the link in the show notes. Also, for everybody, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget, subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Farewell. Thank you, Vish. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.